0: Well, hello there, kids, reporting live from your fruit cellar. Oh. It's your absolute favorite <laughs> horror movie review podcast in all the known multiverse and beyond. Why it's dead and lovely here with a still, slightly Flemish, sexily voiced Uncle Ben. Are you a Flemish painter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a Dutch master, One of the actually. Dutch masters, yeah, all exactly. right. Yeah, exactly. I get around. I do work. I get around. Okay. Yeah. A Red Hot Chili Peppers cover of that that was like weirdly accurate and good. Huh, oh, okay. it's live, no less, it's on a live. Wow, album. yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Huh, well, I, I do like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm a fan, I'm all right oh, with them.
0: You're not a huge fan of the Beach Boys, though. I respect them immortally, but they make me a so sad. They Then They give me a great sad. They really captured
1: the time of Charlie Manson.
0: I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Who am I talking to? It's me, Hollywood Steve. It's you, Hollywood Woo! Steve. Got it, got it, man. Reporting in straight from the hills of Hollywood. That, yep. By ways me. of Dollywood. All right,
1: I'm up here in the hills of Hollywood, Ben, and uh, what I'm seeing is uh, just some lights down below. It's not really... I mean, there's some nice houses nearby uh-huh. and yes the yes. Hollywood sign. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm being eaten by coyotes. Oh, oh no. All right. Bye. Oh no. Love you.
0: That was Hollywood Steve reporting in with the latest reports. How you been doing this week, Stu? I've been having a good week, but when you asked me earlier what I've been doing, yeah. uh, apparently nothing. I Hold can't on think on of nothing. A, a damn thing I've been hey, doing. You working hard or hardly working? I've
1: been working hard. That is true. I've been working. I just haven't done anything. I mean, except hang out with the wife. Watch Game of Thrones. Which yeah. by this point you've either listened to our Game of Thrones mini-sode or you're not cool, you're not interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just I really just been um, working on some stuff, trying to get some things figured out, trying to figure out a video series I want to do Ooh, that tell is me basically more. my class on the undead that I did at YouTube. I think that but sounds without, great. Without assignments. Okay, alright. <laughs> I'm the not best gonna assign anybody on YouTube to do something. <laughs> then the Actually, next I'm video do that. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, fuck
0: it. Yeah, and then expect it to. Uh-huh. <laughs> if somebody comments on the next video, I'll be like, Where's that fucking paper? Yeah, exactly. You fucking <laughs> fail. Monkey Tits thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is always trolling them. always just causing problems monkey old monkey tits 36. he's no good man he's yeah. no good that would be awesome i would totally watch yeah, that i'm mean, gonna do um
1: my wife and i are currently switching offices she has her office is an actual room and mine is more of an open space uh near the refrigerator <laughs> Ooh, i like it already but um she she actually doesn't like her office and it's it's got carpet it's got good like sound mm, for recording and, and there's optimal. more space and stuff so i figured why not i've already got it all written it'll take a little bit to go back and remember like all the stuff that i you know haven't gone over in years yeah uh, but it'll also be a little bit of a thing to turn it into something that is sup- supposed to be entertaining like, I, I am an entertaining teacher. I always was. But, like, I, the way my lessons would be written was, like, information. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I would just be entertaining in between. But when you're sitting and making a video, you gotta have to know what you're going to be saying. I guess so. Yeah. I Otherwise, suppose. It, it can go, uh, especially if you're trying to pretend like you know what you're talking about. People don't care for meandering in tangents.
0: So I mean, we could spin that a couple different ways. I could be on there as, yeah. like, your hype man. I could just jump out from behind you every now and then.
1: Get him! Get him, Steve! Get him! I actually love that.
0: That Yeah. Just be the flavor, flavor of the operation. I I
1: could just do it, like, just straight information, then you come in.
0: That's the information, y'all! What you know about eating brains, motherfucker? Boom! Maybe it's that kind of thing. (laughs) That Yo, I'm chilling cool. with my homeboy Romero. <laughs> yeah. maybe you heard. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly like that. Or I mean, we could also turn it into something else where, you know, maybe I'm like, I'm, I'm the young, impressionable, uh, really sexy freshman student, mm. and you're a, you're a teacher who's like kind of an authoritarian. Yeah. That's, but, that's me, totally yeah, it was a firm hand I did kick a kid out of class once Yeah? And openly admitted that I
1: was a dick to the class after doing it What was he doing that got him kicked out like? Um, we were about to take a quiz and he wouldn't shut his laptop Oh And he kept telling me like, oh, I'm just gonna take it on my laptop And I was like, motherfucker, no, no you're not No. <laughs> anyway right on, you know, Like all he had to do is shut his laptop The quiz wasn't even worked anything, really Whatever mm, Kids
0: what a Discipline dickhead you been watching anything lately steve
1: yeah i've been watching a few things i watched a little movie on shutter called you might be the killer yeah yeah i'm just getting prepared. that's news to me yeah it's a 2018 camp slasher um i love it already yeah it's got allison hannigan she's friend. awesome uh huh. yeah and it's got the guy who played the stoner dude in the cabin in the woods oh i love him too he's the main character yeah he's great shit um, how have i not seen this i don't know and it, it's on shutter it's it's only like an hour 20 or something it's really good like it sounds like what a camp slasher surprised. should be exactly yeah. it's exactly that was the thing watching it it kind of reminded me a little of final girls because it's like self-aware okay but it's it's got its own thing going on but it, it it definitely like it really hit all the good tropes of a camp slasher and
0: did it in a fun way damn so, so that's I, a good kills in it Yes, it does. And ain't Camp Slasher without some good old blood guts in there.
1: Yeah, it's got some cool stuff, man. And uh, yeah, because like, again, you know, next week, we start Camp Dead Lovely. That we do. Every June, we check in. And last uh, last year, I claimed to have seen every Camp Slasher. And this year coming around, I was like, have I seen them all? And that one was there. And I was like, fuck it. Sit down and watch it. Immediately got hooked. It was automatically like already fun when it started
0: i'm very on board so, with so
1: yeah check it out I, I recommend it
0: right on i gotta check that out man
1: i also watched a couple movies by sam raimi
0: oh yeah maybe I just to get ready for today's movie well, yeah like i um
1: i watched uh today's movie and i watched uh army of darkness just for fun it's a it's the perfect follow-up to this movie right on uh but then i was like man i want to see some other raimi fun movies and i was
0: like oh right spider-man i haven't seen those in forever i have not seen those probably since they came out like on dvd wow i mean it's been a long mm. time like i was i was thinking i was still a teenager when i saw those yeah i recall honestly not liking them is the thing yeah,
1: it turns out people are divided on these movies and i didn't yeah. know that
0: because i really
1: like the first two um, the third one is is a legit bad movie. I
0: never saw it. I heard it was just horrible.
1: It, it is. It's yeah. real bad. The first one is a little more campy okay. than maybe people would want now, having had the Marvel movies and, and looking back on it. But at the time, it was perfectly campy. It was so much like the cartoon and stuff and so much like the comic
0: book okay. that it was fine. Well, I might have been looking for something different out of it, like... 'Cause to me whenever I watched Homecoming, yeah, I was like, Oh, this is exactly what I wanted out of a Spider Man right. movie. So maybe it's the kind of thing where if my expectation wasn't It is the what major seeing, difference
1: you know? of the high school Spider Man and the college Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. High school Peter Parker has much more relatable problems, right? Though I mean, uh, his problems are the same. He's struggling with money. He's uh, you know in love with MJ, etc. Blah blah blah. And the Aunt May in that is much more accurate to the comics. Oh yeah, I much prefer. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. <laughs> obviously yeah obviously the so. ant man that she's so perfect and, and like she she does the ant may thing where she gets involved like at one point she swats norman osborne's hand away from food or whatever yeah. like that's Aunt may Old in the comics stuff. yeah that's Aunt may that's how she is she's like hanging off of something holding an umbrella that's the ant may that's we know right. yeah i
0: remember liking a lot of the casting like the guy that played doc ock Oh yeah, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, thank you. Yeah, like he was a perfect Doctor. Yeah, Spider
1: Man 2 is I think legit. Like before the MCU existed, was maybe top three uh, superhero movies. Seriously, yeah, that good. Yes, because none of the Superman, none of the Superman movies, even though they're like groundbreaking and whatnot, none of them to me reach. They don't hold up top level. And then Tim Burton's. I, I like jack nicholson and batman but i think batman returns is a better movie than the original like mm. the first batman i just think batman returns had it had much more of the clearly burton look to it sure and michelle pfeiffer and danny devito were fucking awesome Absolutely. Not that jack Incredible. nicholson wasn't
0: but oh yeah
1: and then i don't know I, and again i'm saying
0: pre-mcu
1: right i would yeah, say yeah. x-men 2
0: yeah, X2 is, is really yeah. good. That's one with Nightcrawler and shit. Yes. Yeah, X2 it, is good.
1: It's the one uh, where, you know, the phoenix is introduced right at the end. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. Right at the end, I and it's like, that. oh, my God, you're so excited for the next one, and then they shit the oh, bed. Oh,
0: man, they take a dump all over <sighs> it. I'm not yeah. thinking this new Dark Phoenix is going to be any good either, honestly.
1: No, but... I, I wish I it. wish they would use some of these actors in the MCU. God, I know, to, man. Because like I think that Sophie Turner is good as Jean Grey. Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I really love James McAvoy and Michael, Fa- Michael Fassbender as uh Magneto Professor Xavier, X. Magneto. Hell yeah.
0: yes, man.
1: I would love to see them get to keep doing that. But oh
0: God, me too.
1: I think they're just gonna recast everybody probably
0: in Spider-Man 2 did it have Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin Spider-Man 1 Spider-Man 1 yes. had, wait did it have Doc Ock and Green Goblin
1: no that's in Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock Doc is Ock. in 2
0: uh-huh. oh for some reason I thought he was in the first yeah, one yeah again Man. has been forever since I've seen him
1: the thing about the only issue I have with Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin is that they put a mask on him when right. he could have just had his face and yeah, it's like that's the Green face Goblin.
0: Fucked up <laughs> enough as it is. But he's
1: great in it. He's like he's like way over the top. Like he he had to be some inspiration for um the Heath Ledger's Joker. Really? Because he's so nihilistic and like sociopathic that like it's way different than any of the villains you see in most of the other movies up to this point. Hmm. All of the other villains have been, you know, either over the top ridiculous or like, you know, uh, intentionally campy or just people you weren't really
0: afraid of. I need to but, go back and watch him. Dude. Yeah, go check I him really out. Do. I, I, remember, I don't know
1: that like you'll love him, but yeah. you might, you might appreciate him a bit well, more. Well,
0: what I feel like probably hasn't changed. My biggest problem with him was like, I really didn't like Toby Maguire as, as Peter Parker. I think I he's that's creepy. what, that's what, uh, Emily
1: says. She yeah. Like he's it. creepy. So, um, I, I liked him just fine. Uh, Andrew Garfield was also fine those movies just weren't
0: good yeah that's probably they were not good at um, all <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever even saw the one that has like um, a-
1: Amazing Spider-Man 2 the one with Rhino and right yeah, yeah I never saw I, I don't think it I ever either. saw
0: the one wasn't there one with Sandman in it 3 that's Spider-Man 3 yeah. I haven't watched that, that one
1: terrible that was Venom and Sandman and Jamie, Green Fo- Goblin.
0: Jamie Fox Wh- which one is that's, that
1: that's part a- a- Amazing Spider-Man part 2
0: yeah I never saw that one either
1: yeah that, wow
0: I missed a bunch of them
1: Yeah You didn't miss a lot
0: I didn't really <laughs> no, miss Honestly though. Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause especially now That we have like Perfect Spider-Man It's like Eh, eh
0: yeah. Maybe not we'll,
1: We're fine Just watching new Spider-Man Did you watch any other
0: Raimi stuff like Drag Me to Hell
1: I was gonna I was gonna maybe watch Actually a simple plan Or something I wanted to watch Some of his non Like camp work Okay because Drag Me to Hell is still a bit campy but I do love that
0: movie it's great I remember liking it but there's a lot of people that really hate that movie like fucking hate it but I don't know I remember enjoying it whenever I saw it I've only seen it one time a long time ago
1: I had a fun time watching it but it is it's a it's rainy camp though it does it like any of his horror movies are still a bit funny like, yeah they're even evil dead which is they tried to make a comparison to movie, this horror movie. is much more of a horror movie yeah. but it's still pretty funny I mean, bruce campbell's always just funny yeah. and sam raimi uh, honestly just wants to throw that in there like he's not gonna stop himself <laughs> like right. he's gonna put it in there but yeah drag me to hell maybe that's because it was way past that time i guess it was the time because drag me to hell came out in like 2005 or six right and it that was the time when every it was like all like hostile and torture porn and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that movie is more just like... I mean, it's serious. It's a curse. Gypsy curse. Yeah. But it's also like... There's a lot of funny moments to it.
0: Is Naomi Watts in it? Is she the main no, character? No, isn't it... Uh, fuck, I don't remember I who is remember. drag me to hell. <laughs> it's some blonde lady. And in my head, I was like, for some reason, I think it's it was Naomi Watts. Maybe I was thinking of her in the ring or something, though. Oh, yeah. Could be that. You know, while you research that, Steve, I'm going uh-huh. to pour us a cold How one. How about
1: you pour us a cold beer? I
0: need to get me a cold one enemy. I'm going to serve you Allison up. Loman. Allison yep. Loman, Not ringing a bell. No. Nope. I'm going to pour us up one here that we procured from the merchants of beer in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. This is from Bearded Iris, which is a I amazing am brewery out of Old Nashville, Tennessee. We have had many of their beers here on the show. And this is one of theirs that I hadn't had before until Kate brought it home this week. She's like, yeah, I thought you'd like this. It's called Wavelength. It is their double IPA with Vic Secret Citra and El Dorado hops. All right. It's an 8.3 percenter. Damn. It's a big old bear. All right. And I do declare, and I hope I I'm not. I do declare. I do declare. I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> I'll need some smelling salts to revive me <laughs> after this very strong ale. <laughs> I think that this is actually better than the Bearded Irish Homestyle. Oh, wow. Which is the one that everybody, like, worships yeah. and tries to get. And don't get me wrong. Bearded Irish Homestyle is great. But you know how with the Homestyle, it almost has so much of that, like, spicy, peppery, grapefruit, peely kind of thing yeah. that that's kind of, like, all you can taste for a few seconds right. after you have a sip? This has a lot less of that. Okay. So you can just really enjoy the flavor of everything that's there. And as you can see, it looks like I just poured his two glasses yeah, it's of th- orange juice.
1: She thick. She
0: thick. It almost looks like a mimosa made of chunky it, orange juice. That's what I was
1: going to say, mimosa. This looks like a mimosa.
0: It's got all that funky kind of stuff that, mm. that the, the home style so does. Oh, dude. But it's so hoppy and so juicy and so good. I hope that you yeah, like it because I'm absolutely addicted to it. It's one of those that I'm like, yeah, I have to just have this at home all the time now. What's that do to you? Oh, man. is that good? It's like fucked up how good it is.
1: At first, it's like citrusy and just smooth,
0: but then there's like a lot of fruit flavor on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And see so wow. you know what I mean? It does, it's not as like spicy as the mm. home style is. Mm-mm. I don't mean spicy like l- hot. No, I just mean but that There's, there's a little
1: thing. bit of tingle on the tongue, but not...
0: Yeah. Not that hardcore. And it's so smooth going down mm-hmm. and stuff too. It's so smooth and creamy. But it doesn't have that lactosey kind of flavor going on to it wow. either. You know?
1: It's so thick too. Yeah. Like just very little light penetrating.
0: <laughs> it's also unbelievable that, I mean, that is an 8.3% beer. And there is no hint of alcohol in no. it whatsoever. No,
1: that just tastes like a delicious, juicy
0: b- beverage. Yeah, I like it better than the home style.
1: Yeah, I would say that that is probably
0: better. It's kind of just like beats your palate up less. Yeah, you know. Yeah, huge fan of that stuff. All right, way to go. I had myself a very busy weekend. It was Rhythm and Blooms Music Festival here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, you were playing music to make the trees bloom. I was doing it. Otherwise, it's our sacred fertility ritual, and if we don't do it, the Bradford pear trees, they won't go into blossom. And
1: nobody will smell cum? Yeah, we have to. Fuck a Bradford pear.
0: We've said it before. We'll say it again. We maintain our position. (laughs) Those trees are a menace to society, and they must be stopped. And they will be. They must be stopped. So we played four shows in two days. Wow. Which was kind of exhausting. I bet. <laughs> uh, and then some of it was like outdoor too, and it's been hot lately. Yes, it has. But it was awesome. We got to play with, uh, well, obviously that Andy Wood trio, the extended uh-huh. Andy Wood band featuring the guys from the Hit Points. Okay. Which I think I, think I mentioned on the show the Hit Points are this amazing modern bluegrass group that does video game covers.
1: Yeah, you have talked about oh them Oh my before. God, they're That's awesome. so good.
0: So we played with those guys on a gig. We played a couple of Kennedy Wood Band shows uh-huh. uh, as our southern rock band and stuff. So fun getting to play with so many amazing players. It was great. A couple of them were at Blue and Botanicals downtown, which is, I guess, kind of downtown Knoxville's first, like, kind of legit CBD dispensary kind of place. Oh, okay. And it's really surreal because when you go in there, I mean, they have... Well, okay. For those of you guys that are listening, weed is not legal in Tennessee. CBD is. unfortunately. Yeah, but you can't get stuff with THC in it here. Because when a plant does that, it's breaking the law. Right. And you can't have it. CBD, fine. THC, no, sir. Yeah. That plant produced that other chemical, you can't have it. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, So it's a CBD place, but it's weird because they have like bud and stuff in there. And they have a huge grow room. So you walk into a business in downtown Knoxville, and there's, like, fucking pot trees in it. I mean, they're huge, but it's not THC-bearing. It's just surreal. I know that people in other parts of the country are like, yeah, and you get your card, and you get your weed, and you go home. Uh In Tennessee, this is like, what planet am I on? people in Colorado are like, card? Why? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's more like it. But basically, I think what their plan is, is they're just kind of going to already have you know their foot on first base good. for whenever we do finally legalize it. Yes. And they'll be able to rock it. Really yeah. good people, too. Go in and visit them some. Like,
1: simultaneously, while uh, across the country, abortion is being just totally eliminated, like, Denver just decriminalized mushrooms, and the entire I state of that. California is is heading that way as well. Like Yeah.
0: Decriminalizing mushrooms.
1: Well, they should. That that yeah. it works for PhD, uh, PTSD. I was gonna say PhD. It works for PTSD. Works for <laughs> some people get a, a PTSD, PTSD from with...
0: getting their PhD. That's so. true. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I yeah. I still have nightmares where I I uh, have a class that I haven't gone to all semester. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like what what do I do now? Like, I had those dreams when I was in like community college. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So but, it's a it's a good thing, but it's like you said, it's weird that. It's very, very possible that in some areas of the South you'll be able to, like, go buy weed. Yeah, but not get an abortion. Not get an abortion. Listen, y'all. My buddy John said, I can't claim this is my words. These are his. (laughs) He really fucking nailed it. When has Alabama, throughout history, ever been on the correct side of any social rights issues? Never. Ever.
1: They've never been.
0: When has Alabama ever been right? Just doesn't happen. I've been to some cool places in Alabama. I know some great people from Alabama. Mm-hmm. But you all politicians. Generally, y'all be making some bad fucking moves. There was a
1: fella named uh, Forrest Gump. He, yes. uh, you may have remember He was really good at ping pong. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. very, very good. Uh, showed Lyndon B.
1: Johnson his ass. Enjoyed running. He had to pee. He did have to pee. That's true. He did. He also invented "Have a nice day." Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we had ourselves a extremely busy weekend playing shows and stuff. So by the time Sunday rolled around, I was just like, you know what, we're just gonna lay around and be bums and watch movies all day leading up to the the Thrones finale. Yeah. So good call. We watched Motherfucking Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Uh huh. Of course, I'm crazy about Swayze. Starring Swayze. Starring, uh, uh, what's his name? That guy, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. No, not Sam Neill. Say not Sam Neill. Sam
1: Elliott. Sam Elliott,
0: yeah. <laughs> Cowboys. What if Sam. Sam Neill had
1: been in it? I'd be okay. And he with was that. his character from Jurassic Park. But he was only interested in roundhouses. Ooh. So, whenever, uh, Swayze would pull off a roundhouse, he'd
0: be like, was that a real roundhouse? You have How a roundhouse. How you do house? it? <laughs> 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 so we watched that, and Kate and I were both under the impression that we had seen it before. But you, you both hadn't. I think that we both had not seen it before. That's insane. I think it's that kind of thing where in, when we were kids, we both probably watched like half an hour of it on a Saturday afternoon on TBS. Oh, yeah. TBS
1: used to play Roadhouse like every All other show. It was like a Braves game. And then at 10.35, Roadhouse would start, and then Mama's Family reruns.
0: Right. And then Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Then start over. Boy, when we get home, I'm going to slap your mama. I've still never seen Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, well,
1: you're not missing anything. Well, there's right. some special
0: abuse threats, so Ooh, wow. you know where it's going. Mm, caliente. Yep. We had not watched Roadhouse, and it is like a 20 out of 10. It <laughs> it's is unbelievable it's ridiculous. that it's that movie is real. Movie. I know. It's one of those that I'm watching this, and I'm like, how the fuck did this get funded?
1: They covered it on How Did This Get did Made. they really? And uh, they all loved it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those best. rare epi- Well, uh, most people hate those episodes of How Did This Get Made where they actually love the movie, but the Roadhouse is just, it is, it's like, it's insane. And you don't know why anyone would have funded it, except for
0: cocaine. And yeah. that is why. Oh, all the cocaine. All the fucking blow is being but it's, done. But it's, it's a fun damn time. It really puts me in the same state of mind as when I watch one of my perennial favorites. The Wraith. The Wraith. <laughs> it is a very similar level of just like, who wrote this? Who, yeah, who wrote why? this dialogue? The- who agreed to be in this? <laughs> I'm just amazed that it exists, and that's why yeah. I enjoy it so much. He rips a feller's throat out.
1: He really does. Just rips his throat out like it's a weird kung fu movie all of a sudden. Yeah. Where does that come from in that movie? It's just. And that's
0: preceded by that guy telling him, I used to fuck dudes like you in prison.
1: Yep. Used to fuck dudes like you in prison. Oh, yeah? No throat
0: for you. How about that? (laughs) It's amazing. I loved every minute of it. I will watch it. Infinity more times. Infinity, Infinity more times. More. I think you were watching a big old Dead and Lovely group chat the other night, too, I while was, I was man. rocking and rolling, huh? We
1: had a good group chat the other night that I uh, had a lot of fun with. Uh, it was... I don't know who all was there. Alan uh, Evans, Dave Boucher, the Latours, Ryan Garnes, The whole in, crew. RDM. A bunch of people. Um, bunch of busters. Yeah, it was real fun. And at one point our
0: ratings came up oh i'm sure that they just have a perfect <laughs> record of accuracy and
1: you know um well uh, john latour has actually he made a spreadsheet that's amazing each of our ratings for each of the movies and i'm so glad he did it because yeah looking back on it i was like what the fuck like we're all over the place um our baseline score seems to be about a seven and a half.
0: So we just gen- generally like movies.
1: Yeah, I would say that that is slightly adjusted by the fact that we choose almost all of our titles, right? and we generally like to choose a movie we like. Yeah. Though sometimes we choose movies we've never seen and end up not liking them at all or whatever, but... Uh, so that adjusted a little bit, but also... We're way nice to these movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I love horror flicks, dude. It's like I I've said too. it before, man. Horror yeah. flicks are pizza. It's like, even with a frozen pizza, you're like, cool, man. Pizza. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine with it. So
1: I don't know how this got me going that way, but I ended up on Uwe Boll's Letterboxed. Now who's a Uwe Boll? That just sounds like well, you a bunch don't of know noises. The director of Blood Rain. Blood Rain. In the name of the King
0: not ringing a bell
1: oh man wow rampage ben oh like he? Did no no the... no not that one. Oh, not that rampage yeah, not got the it. one with the, the cgi rock. monsters yeah, and yeah. the rock no which i heard was actually deece yeah, it was okay maybe. maybe it's got the rock in it Whatever. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah fine um no Uwe bowl is a director of uh some 32 projects that are all terrible does he have
0: anything based on video games
1: he has a lot based on video <laughs> games. Those are and usually none terrible. None of them are based on the video game. <laughs> it's just the title in
0: name only. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Uwe Boll also famous for challenging a uh, critic of one of his movies to a boxing match. Oh, Game of Fisticuffs. Yeah. I just wanted to read you some of
0: his uh, some of his reviews. I'll start with Grown Ups 2. Okay, so this is like on his page where he himself, as a filmmaker, reviews other people's movies. Yes. This sounds like a dickhead move.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Grown Ups 2. Four stars. Four stars for Grown Ups 2. Better than the first. Hmm. Maybe we wait for part three, he says. Maybe.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Maybe we don't. Maybe we force him to make it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I know Jake Gyllenhaal is going to fuck my girlfriend, which is a movie I didn't know existed. I, that wasn't a, s- a sentence I was just okay, saying Okay, yeah was, That was It's a movie Half a star he gave it Jake Hillenhall will do nothing of the sort Or he will know the ultimate pain <laughs> I have such sights to show you <laughs> A Hellraiser quote? Yep. What? He didn't He hasn't Reviewed Hellraiser yet <laughs> I can't wait He will do nothing of the sort The Karate Kid Part 3 Three stars Okay Well, one for each of the inst- of the Of the trilogy well, Sure Terry reminds me of me. Hmm. Fact, I am cool and Mr. Miyagi lame. That's his review? hmm What? Beetleborg's Metallics the movie Last, night, that's from 1997, that's we all know. Four stars. Beetleborgs, okay. Uh-huh. The new Then new villains came along and took away the powers. Beetleborgs were in a fix, so they became metallics. Flabber is so cool. The Hillhurst monsters are so cool, and Crazy Dinosaur Woman with the green and Joe Piscopo Triceratops make this show riddling. I'm sorry, is
0: he a a 12 year old that has been given crack?
1: Yes, I think okay. so. That actually he's it German, though. Maybe it's that's just it. He's German. Yeah. Maybe they're all like that. Mm. Mm. Let's ask our friend Jan next time we see him. Good point. Good point. Ghostbusters, the original, uh, an immortal classic. Mm-hmm. Immortal classic. Yeah. Two stars. A two. It was okay, I guess. What the Hold fuck? on. Ghostbusters remake. Directly after he reviewed the Ghostbusters remake. Half a star. Paul Feig is a monster. He's <laughs> a monster. What? <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> you don't
1: care for the original movie, but the remake, you you find monstrous. What in now, the here's, fuck? Now, here's my favorite part about his reviews, Ben. And I, I really, I abjure thee... Go to letterboxed.com, look up Uwe Boll's reviews,
0: and just go through them. Sounds like hours of entertainment for the whole family.
1: It really is. Alone in the Dark. You know who directed Alone in the Dark, Ben? There's a German guy. His last name Boll, I think. Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll, yeah. Well, Uwe he Boll says about movie. Uwe Boll's movie. Five stars. Shocking. The Terror. The Monster in the Stomach Got Fried, So Christian Slater is Safe. But he want to protect the world from the other belly creatures who will come out and hurt the world. What? Tara Reid too busy having a cocktail and Stephen Dorff too busy being an asshole. Christian Slater is cool, though he do it on his own in this heavy metal explosion of a film. Buy, do not rent.
0: These reviews remind me of what I always think that whenever you see like a really haggard bum on the street but he mm-hmm. has a cell phone yep. I imagine he's writing that's reviews what he's doing. like this. Yeah,
1: that's what he's doing Go check them out
0: the, Holy shit. The,
1: there are so many brilliant ones in there that I just don't want to ruin for you. Just go check it out. Experience the magic first hand. Experience yourself. He, he just started doing this in like the end of April. And he has like 80 something reviews. He does like four a day. It's ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah. The man has much respect for his own movies. And will tell you in a certain movie why he doesn't like the movie. Because the actor wouldn't be in his movie or something. And it's like... Cool. Is he a real person? He's a real person who made all those movies basically to make money off the German government because there were tax incentives. Plus, failing actually ended up making him more money than
0: succeeding. You talked about this guy on the Mother episode. Yes. Because we were talking about this Cinema Score F. Uh huh. And he had a bunch on there. Yes, he does. Wow. So it's yeah. that fucking guy. It's that fucking guy. Whenever you were reading those reviews, I was thinking these must have been like unearthed from like a Geo City site before no. people knew how to no, type he's, on the internet. Curr-
1: like he is today, probably writing one up right now.
0: What is the matter with him? What's the matter with you? Like I'm kind of getting really fascinated by this guy. Exactly. That's the thing about him is like
1: everybody's just like he can't be real, right? Like like so many of those reviews are about the boobs in the movie.
0: Like really? Yeah. It'll just be like great boobs. The boobs were really good. <laughs> What if it turns out, though, that actually he's a brilliant and amazing film critic? Yeah. But he, his handle on English and the English language isn't that great. So he's like dictating uh-huh. him to uh, to somebody who's like... To a like, child. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> just somebody that hates his fucking guts. Who's <laughs> like, like oh, yeah, I, I am translating these word for word. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> And then he puts up. I like the boobie. The boobie were good. ha. Oh, <laughs> the belly monster. And he's thinking, I am. I am so funny the, for doing de- this. He
1: was describing his own movie, and I. And it was like, do you have you even seen that movie? The description of the movie is so vague. Belly monsters and Stephen Dorff's an asshole. Is he saying Stephen Dorff is an asshole, or the character, character played yeah. by Stephen Dorff is an asshole? I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> Just a yes, a flat yes. That guy's taking his freedom back, that Steven Dorf.
0: <laughs> Is that so?
1: Yeah. You, you don't remember those commercials for the blue e cig? No. Let's take our freedom back. It was <laughs> him in black and white on the beach. Oh, oh. Yeah.
0: smoking an e cig? Smoking
1: an e cig. Dude. Sounding like, you know, he probably threw that to the side and smoked half a pack right afterwards. Yeah, probably so. Hey, Steven
0: Dorf. Let's take our freedom back.
1: <laughs> Remember when you used to be able to smoke in a
0: baby's goddamn face? <laughs> Those were the days. Go into a nursery and shit all over a baby? Nobody <laughs> cared. We had our freedom back then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't know how he talks like that that's how you
0: that's how you get, oh, that's that's how you get a voice, voice that yeah. sounds like mine right there now. there you go <laughs> that's great stuff yeah i'll have to be sure to go check those out Steve. Yeah. thanks for the little pearls <laughs> of entertainment you're dropping so, yeah.
1: on here I, I i'm saying our ratings are probably a little bit better than this yeah
0: yeah <laughs> without a doubt no diggity man no diggity now steve the subject of today's show is none other than one evil dead two and, of course, we've done the original Evil Dead on episode, I don't know, Ooh, one of the like earlier ones. 15
1: or something. Yeah, I think it was an earlier yeah, one there. there.
0: And Evil Dead is a movie that's very special to us as people that grew up in uh, or around the town where it was filmed, Morristown, yeah. Tennessee.
1: Right up the road,
0: the yeah. Evil Dead. Well, where the Evil Dead cabin used to be. Right. P- a piece of uh, local legend and history. Mm-hmm. So, Evil Dead has always been a near and dear franchise to us. I was excited to cover part two because it is just a delight. And one of my favorite things about this movie is... Is that it really features some great menacing intense tree action. It does. I mean, it's I love got it. Them trees. I love it. Anytime I'm watching a movie and I see a dryadic menace <laughs> strike down upon someone with fury and vengeance, nothing really gets better to me than that, Steve. Yeah. So with that in mind, Steve, I gotta tell you, I'm starting to run a little bit low. Oh, yeah? On movies with some great, intense tree attack action. Oh, no. I was really hoping that maybe, maybe for the preview palace section here. Welcome to the preview palace. Maybe there's some other movies you could recommend to me that I should check out that have some great, intense tree violence. Yeah? Yeah. You, you want to know about these,
1: these badass trees ready to throw hands? Well, Ben, let me tell you that the tree that immediately came to mind when I thought of this, outside of the Evil Dead, because Evil Dead has... Evil trees in the first one and the second one. Uh huh. They'd be raping. They all kinds of. Yeah, I'm glad they cut that for the second one. Yeah. Yeah, poltergeist.
0: Oh, Poltergeist! The Poltergeist. That's Poltergeist tree right. scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yes, that is an intense and intimidating, yeah, oaken villain. And I like—I remember we played in the woods
1: a lot, and we had seen both of the Evil Dead's and and Poltergeist, and we would like make up stories. Like we had particular trees that were like that tree's a bad tree. You stay Dead away Man's from Tree. tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Poltergeist really was the one that that just made me afraid. Like, I don't know why I'm no longer afraid of trees, but as a kid, like they're just so big, you know? Right. Like,
0: yeah. And they're so old. Yeah. Like
1: craggly and shit. They, they look like
0: monsters. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Well, I've told us on the, on the podcast once before, but, I used to have a, a tree right outside my window in my childhood yeah. home that was struck by lightning and got all fucked up and deformed and looked very, very, very much like the tree in Poltergeist. Wow! Of course, I saw a Poltergeist you later know, for the first time. Yeah, yeah, later. But if I'd have seen it as a kid, it would have made me terrified that that tree would just in gonna your own bedroom me up. Because <laughs> yeah. especially during like lightning storms and stuff like that, that thing would look fucked up. It looked exactly like the tree. Yeah, in poltergeist.
1: poltergeist. Yeah, the lightning storm happening in Poltergeist. Because that was it. It was like because yeah. the light could hit it just right or like any tree like... You'd look weird. It's like, is, there is there a face weird? in that? Yeah. Or that? is that a person? Or like, yeah, because yeah, the branches we... can look like a person standing up there. Yeah, it's... I don't know. That Poltergeist one really messed with me.
0: Yeah, that's some great tree on man action right there. But the other
1: one that really messed with me as a kid, uh, and, and they weren't the worst part of this movie, Okay, but it really messed with me, was... How would you like it if somebody picked an apple off of you?
0: Ooh. The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I've always found that movie like pretty disturbing It honestly. is disturbing. Those monkeys are the worst. Yeah, that was yeah, that's the worst part of the movie. No Magusta. No Magusta, no. those things right there. No, no, no. no. But yeah, those trees in that. And of course then there's that whole like legend that you can see a, a dude like hang himself from one of the trees.
1: Yeah, have you watched for that? I have. Apparently, it's just a shadow. And yeah, like, but, but it's fun to use it your imagination. It's a fun story. Yeah, yeah, and think you just watched someone die. It's so fun. But yeah, the trees, like the trees in that, their voices were one of the things because, like, you know, moving trees was already scary, but mm-hmm. their voices were like, "How would you like it if somebody took an apple out of you?" It's like a serial killer in a in a slasher movie or something. Pretty fucking aggressive trees. Yeah. <laughs> not a
0: laid back and then they were throwing the apples any damn way oh man
1: so it's like what do you care that we picked the apple
0: (laughs) or are you just being a jerk i think they were just some mean trees steve some (laughs) mean old trees what else you got all right this one
1: the trees aren't scary okay but what they do obviously is frightening Mm. the trees from the
0: happening I have never seen The Happening.
1: Well, the trees start killing people by emitting some sort of weird pheromone or something. Yes. That,
0: yeah. That's
1: it makes good. them. It makes people kill themselves. It's not a good movie. I've heard it's the worst. But that is frightening. I, I suppose so, yes. <laughs> like if there were
0: a plant that would induce suicide. Ah. I've been around some ragweed in Tennessee around that April. That'll make you want to kill yourself That about right there. makes me want to cure myself, yeah. too. No, I get it. Right on. Yeah, I've Um, heard that's just a big old. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah,
1: the happening. No recommendation,
0: but still,
1: killer tree. Yeah, right on. Better killer tree, though, Harry Potter. The oh, that willow. Whomping Willow. That's yeah. a good
0: one I should go to. Every time I need to see a, a tree womp on a car or uh, a child. Yeah. It's always whomping <laughs> them
1: kids. We'll be talking more about the Whomping Willow in July when we cover H.P. Uh, and the Prisoner of
0: Azkaban. I guess so. Yeah. As usual, we review a Harry Potter movie on Harry's birthday. Is that right? The, the week of-ish. Or something, yeah. Isn't it in July? Uh, is it? I think so, yeah, because it was
1: before the... Yeah, because like, it was before um, school started back for yeah. sure
0: like july something for sure i think that's why we started doing it that way anyway probably (laughs) yeah probably something like that and we're gonna talk about in the third one how you have no idea why the whomping willow exists no or the shrieking shack or really just about anything
1: i still do not understand i mean i get that the whomping willow is a rare magical i guess plant yeah but why did they have to put it on the grounds
0: of a, a school where children are to guide the entrance to the, the tunnels that leads to the Shrieking Shack. So that way oh, Lupin okay. could go change and not hurt nobody. Oh,
1: right. That is why they fucking did it.
0: Yeah. But they don't explain it in the fucking movie at oh, all. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. I haven't read the books in a while. That is... Yeah, that is exactly why they did it. Mm-hmm. But, it, I, I mean, wouldn't that raise so many more questions? Oh, well, I like should think so. Like with the parents, like... So, I noticed that the werewolf problem's fixed, but... Now we got a tree knocking our children to the ground. <laughs> it's beating uh, them senseless. It, it yeah. destroyed
0: the windshield and hood of a car. I so don't that's... think it's something children should be around exactly. <laughs> There's all kinds of safety problems at Hogwarts, dude. Like, they didn't even build, They're like, like a, a, a perimeter fence around that tree. Yeah. Nothing. It's just like, well, let them walk up to it and find out what the fuck happens. It's called the Womping Willow, idiot wizard kid. What do you think happens? <laughs> You know, they
1: also play Quidditch. Very more dangerous, very dangerous than dangerous football, scam, for yeah. sure. Then I got one more.
0: I gotta have something to scratch my tree itch, Steve. Well, why don't you step on into Fangorn Forest, bitch? What? What am I gonna do? Hang out a tree beard or something? What? What? Dude, you'll take
1: down Saruman. They'll, they'll end the, the Urukai as they run into the forest. They sure
0: will. They yeah. take, take Unless you haven't nobody. seen
1: the extended
0: editions, then you don't know that that happens. Then you don't know what being a real person is if you are not seen the extended ones. God, uh, I love those so much, man. So
1: great. And the, the ints, I mean, they I want to hang with them. Oh, yeah.
0: I want to I mean. ha- Dude, they are laid <laughs> back. <laughs> They totally are. They taking their you time. Think they would they freak out, out if they saw nothing.
1: you smoking weed,
0: though. Like if you're ooh, that's a good <laughs> I do <knew> that weed. <laughs> you are no friend of the forest. But then you'd be like a mile away by the time they finish that sentence. Yeah, right. you are. No <laughs> but then they would take three steps and be behind you. That's I mean, true. It's a they real can tough one. Yeah. They can do that. Yeah, that is some solid. Uh, Tree man action. There's one more
1: I would say. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily just the trees, but that tree line and the witch. Mm, That's fucking ominous. Yes. That's where, I mean, that's where the inspiration for these different scary trees come from is looking into a forest and it's like, you know, windy or whatever, and you see the movement and it's like just eerie to see something that
0: large move. Speaking of the witch. We've had a couple of those stills and stuff released from oh, his yeah. next movie.
1: Oh uh, yeah, the the lighthouse. David Eggers. Uh, yeah, the, the Ro- wa- Robert Eggers. Robert. David Eggers. Robert. The, David
0: Eggers. Re-
1: David Eggers is the author. Yeah. Who wrote uh, didn't he write the amazing piece of incredible brilliance or something like that? I don't remember. Or is that some other Eggers? I don't know. Eggers really don't is know. all
0: over. They're all over the place. But the the watch. Oh no, it's not the watchtower. Sorry, the lighthouse. Right. I cannot wait.
1: It looks great. Willem Dafoe.
0: And uh, the new Batman. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that man. I'm fine
1: with it. Do you remember how people felt about Heath Ledger being the Joker?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't believe in that either. Yeah. You know, whatever I, I think, that is.
1: I think he looks and would play.
0: What's the name? I'm uh, going blank right now. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Thank oh, you.
1: but I was saying, he. I think he played Nightwing. Dick Grayson. I think he could play that part really well. Oh, yeah. Because he's just more... He's so lithe. I don't know how he's going to be Batman unless he's
0: Batman Beyond Batman. Right, who's like young and skinny, right. like right, and is like a protege of Maybe Bruce Wayne. Maybe that is Wayne. what they're gonna do. But I mean, if they did that, I, I saw somebody post up some pictures of like what you know Michael Keaton looks like now, yeah, and what Robert Pattinson looks like now, yeah. and then the Batman Beyond, old Bruce Wayne and young. Uh, that would be amazing. I would be very okay yeah. with that. That would be super sick with me. I just can't really picture him as being batman or bruce wayne i don't know i just can't i can't see it man
1: yeah because bruce wayne is supposed to be a little boisterous sort of playboy yeah and we've never seen robert pattinson play that
0: no it's not really his thing yeah
1: you know but he's a great actor so i think it
0: could still end up great no matter what i know that i'm completely in the minority here i really wish that ben affleck would have been given some good material to be batman me too he was good uh, right? He was a good Batman. Like, people think you're crazy when you say that, and they, they're they confusing the fact that you're not saying Batman v. Superman was good. No. Because it was fucking not. terrible. Justice League, not good, but terrible. Batman is good. Yeah, but like, I really do like him as Bruce Wayne, and yeah. I do like him as Batman, and mm-hmm. I love the gray bat suit that they put him yeah. in and stuff, like Frank Miller's suit. He looked good. Man. I was and way he, he on board with well. that. Yeah. So I do wish you would have been given, like, a decent movie, but I think there was some kind of big behind-the-scenes conflict and shit. Yeah, though, right? I don't think
1: he was happy with it, for sure. He yeah. wasn't liking the reviews coming back on him and stuff, and I get that. I mean, it's not his fault. He didn't write Batman versus Superman. He hey, you just don't know that. It. Oh,
0: shit. Did uh-huh. He? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that makes sense. Steve, we're about ready to start dipping in to the movie review dipping portion of, happen? of don't this know what's show. Happen? But I notice... That both of us have a couple of glass cups here. That's an empty cup. I ain't got nothing in them at all, Steve. What do you think we should put in them here? I bet Ryan Garn sent us something. I think that he did. I just pulled it out of a coos right here that's (laughs) keeping it all cold. And uh, I appear to have removed a fruit cup Berliner Weiss from Pontoon Brewing. probably Georgia, USA. A proud former penal colony, Georgia. (laughs) It doesn't say that. I added that. The
1: Australia of America. The Australia of
0: America. Correct. It is a Berliner Weiss with tart cherries, wild blueberries, and vanilla. Okay. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. It's a 5.1%. So
1: it's a bit lower on the alcohol, but actually that's pretty common. Yeah, 5 is M.
0: This is uh, from the same company that did that last sour that we had. The oh. two-cup purple stuff. Oh, yeah. That Ryan also sent us. And that was insane. Yeah, That, that was, was like an imperial imperial Berliner Weiss. That's a really hard imperial. word set to say uh-huh. right there. And that imperial shit was amazing. Berlin. Yeah, it is hard. Right? It's not <laughs> just me. Yeah, so this fruit cup right here should be pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I look forward to scoping this out right here. Yeah. So let's just pour this thing into... A rig. Oh, it appears to be that a, is pink. a nice raspberry pink oh, kind yeah. of color. This looks to be nicely effervescent on top right here. Again, it kind of looks like cranberry juice, honestly. Now that i poured a whole glass of it, it looks yeah. a lot like cranberry juice.
1: Looks like we might be about to drink a Cape cotter or something.
0: Yeah, or maybe a, uh, what do they call that, a poinsettia, which is like a mimosa with cranberry juice. You ever have that? It's good. Mm-hmm. What's that beer about? What's that do to you? Is it working? Is it effective? Yeah. It's yeah. it's berry. Works as described.
1: Yeah, I would say like a lot of times when there's something that has berries in it, you get like a, a slight flavor, but this all around berry flavory. Whoa. hmm They are not
0: hiding the them taste berries. of them berries at mm-hmm. all. And vanilla. Yeah, it's the got a of taste
1: to it. It's like it's like a nice mixed berry pie. Wow.
0: Yeah, and it's like I'm really kind of getting a lot of like strawberry. Uh-huh. You can definitely taste those tart cherries in there. Yeah. It's not too sour. No. But it's also not too sugary either. It also doesn't taste anything like beer. No, that doesn't taste like a beer at all. But it's like Berliner Weisses don't usually. No,
1: they're a bit different. They yeah. got their own thing going on. It's a
0: fermented beverage, but not necessarily <laughs> a beer. Like uh, Kvass. Like what? It's a uh, Russian bread
1: soda. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's made of like uh, brown bread, basically, and you can you can ferment it and drink it, and it's it's like got a beer flavor to it. But it, it even if you don't ferment it, it tastes like beer. Is it alcoholic? It can be, but otherwise it's
0: just bread soda. Yeah, it just tastes like beer. Wow, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all the empty calories, none of the benefits. Right, bread it's not, soda. I'm, it's not a popular.
1: Well, it is popular. I was gonna say and it's not. It's pretty popular, especially in the summer. You'd see big. People will out these big kvass tanks, mm-hmm. get you a pull.
0: I think I'm just going to start calling all beer bread soda. <laughs> I'd go for Even a cold of bread, bread sodas. soda. Go for a slice of pizza and a bread soda about now. <laughs> that's when funny. When you say I it like it. that, it's real it weird really does drink work. beer and eat pizza. Oh, man. It's like
1: just pure
0: carbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you say it that way, you realize that's really what you're doing. It's
1: like you're just eating a field of wheat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is good. I mean,
1: yeah, I I really, I keep taking I sips really, of it really because enjoy it. I keep forgetting that this is a beer.
0: Yeah. It's so light and delicious. Mm-hmm. This right, now, is something
1: my wife might even like.
0: Steve, mm-hmm. this came out in 1987. Yeah. Which, I'll tell you, I didn't realize that it was this old. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched it, I didn't realize it wasn't older. This is a weird oh. thing. Like, the first Evil Dead
1: it's like 81
0: 81 mm-hmm. but it really feels like a 70s movie. Yes it does. Yeah. And even this movie to me still kind of feels like a late 70s movie. Even though it was really mm-hmm. a late 80s movie. There's a lot of this that just doesn't reek of the 80s to me. Right. And maybe it's, you know, maybe but it's because it has
1: for the uh, archaeologist's daughter and her hair and her shoulder pads. Very much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, she's kind she's of the the only, the only 80s giveaway. Part, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because like, you know, of course, we have Sam Raimi's classic, The Classic, as it's called, his car that's in all of his movies. Yeah. You know about that, right? Yeah, and uh, it's in Ash vs. Evil Dead as well. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, sick. I gotta watch that. You do. It's a great show, yeah. So, it's got the classic in it, which is a 70s car. The soundtrack is all orchestral. There's no like synth mm-hmm. or anything like that that would betray it as being 80s. Right. It just still kind of feels like and a late 70s movie. it's supposed to just
1: be the next day of the first movie that's true which they were
0: technically shooting in the 70s that's also true they so were I mean, right You're
1: right yeah it is it does have that feel and it, it like carries over into this now it doesn't carry over in army of darkness no. obviously because that's like 93 and it's set in medieval england so. yeah but yeah it does feel 70s you're right
0: when was the first time that you watched this movie
1: 1987 i imagine damn yeah. really yeah i remember watching this um uh my aunt had rented it and watching it and we really like laughed so much about it so you're
0: like five when you watch this yeah That's and so funny just sitting there e- pooping the your end, pants watching this movie I,
1: it was the first time i really um wanted to see a sequel this is the first time where, like, the setup for a sequel, like, it caught in my head that that's what they were doing, oh, and well, me I see. being like,
0: I want to see that. Like, where, you're talking about the very end of this movie, where yeah. it ends up at the castle.
1: Yeah, where it's Army of Darkness, the beginning of Army of Darkness, basically. It's so ridiculous. The ending yes. of the movie is
0: ridiculous, and it's like well, you said, that was it's-
1: actually supposed to be a bigger part of the movie and as a whole. The medieval oh. part was actually supposed to be the movie, but they didn't couldn't get the budget to do it. Oh. So they basically just ended up remaking the first one, but
0: yeah, hmm. huh? I could see that though. It was like being a kid and being like, "What?" Suddenly, there's like they're in medieval times, yeah. and there's knights and I stuff. See I that. want to see that. Yeah, right on. How long did it take before Army of Darkness came out? It was ninety three, I think. So six years. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those that I remember seeing ads for in comic books and video game magazines. Lots,
1: a ton like in, a in the Wizard back magazine. of uh, yeah. a back of comics. I remember. Um, yeah, ninety three. That was when I first got. Uh, subscriptions to Iron Man and uh, Spider-Man 2099, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember it was in the back, like, for months. All the time,
0: dude. Yeah, I was reading those fucking same comics back then. Mm -hmm. Although, I never subscribed. Yeah, I got that for my birthday. It was uh, pretty cool. Oh, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, like, that issue. It was that, to little OCD... Um, slightly on the spectrum Uncle Ben. You wouldn't want to start in the middle of the numbers? <laughs> no, it's that, that thing I know it ended up rolled up in my mailbox. It oh. wouldn't come bagged and boarded to my house. They It was bagged but they weren't boarded. I remember that yeah. and that I did get one that was crinkled uh, and I was
1: pissed. Yeah,
0: I, I could not have dealt with that. Yeah, So I always you know, got them from a comic shop. Yeah, that makes sense. But the interesting thing about this is is this is one of those first figures where I think I started understanding what a what a cult status was mm-hmm. for a character for Bruce Campbell for Ash yeah just for this this kind of franchise of movies because of course this is well well before the dawn of the internet and message boards and shit like this where yeah. people could reach out and talk to each other but I remember even just reading you know Wizard magazine and stuff like that back when i was a kid and understanding that there was this entire like kind of subculture of evil dead worshipers that would quote ash lines and say groovy Uh and this is my boomstick i remember talking about it at school
1: and it being like you know it was it was right there with like friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street movies that we would talk about at school like when we'd be like have you seen this movie yeah boobies." right yeah but, but yeah, Evil Dead was right up there with as one that everybody would who the people that did watch horror movies yeah had
0: seen. But this is in the age too where it's like, you know, this day and age there's no mystery to anything. If if you walk in on a conversation and you're like, well, What are you guys talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, then they tell you, and then you just Google it, and you're like, oh, okay. okay. Now I know everything about it. Yeah, but back then it's like when you heard somebody say, you know you know again this is my boomstick or whatever just whatever line it is from the movie that they're quoting yeah evil dead dude ash if you wanted to know what they were talking about you'd have to go and hunt it down
1: yeah and then watch it yeah you'd have to sit
0: down and watch it like there was no online synopsis you could read there was no youtube clip reel that you could watch so you could bullshit and get by with the minimal amount of facts it's Mm -hmm. like you had to kind of dig for this stuff and that made it so special yeah that's true I think that I watched this movie for the first time, I think, in college, dude. Okay. Because I think I watched the first Evil Dead, yeah, towards later later on in high school or early college. Uh huh. I could probably go back to the episode and, that we did on it, and it might educate me as to where yeah. I saw it. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't remember exactly. Go back
1: and listen to that, and then educate Ben as to where I saw it. Let yeah, me,
0: let me know when I saw it the first time. <laughs> but I watched this one and, and just loved it. Like, the first one... Going into it, you know, uninitiated, I was like, I don't really know how to feel about this because it's kind of old and grimy and scary. And it's also yeah. kind of silly.
1: Yeah, it gets real silly at the end. Especially,
0: yeah. yeah. And then you watch this one and you're like, oh man, this is almost like a, a scary Looney Tunes live action. Uh-huh. There are even like Looney Tunes noises and stuff. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. something I was noticing. There's all kinds of like sound effects and yeah. stuff like that that are just straight out of cartoons <laughs> and straight out of the Three Stooges and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the three stooges are a definite inspiration to this.
0: Let's just get a little history as to how this came about. Yeah, tell me about because I'm I'm curious about how this came about because yeah. it's not necessarily a sequel. It's yeah. kind of
1: a remake. And it's like six years after the original. Yeah. yeah. The original made an uh, okay amount of money. Yeah. So uh Sam Raimi, you know, got other work from that and he was making Crime Wave. I don't know what that is. Um it's prime movie comedy the the main gist of it is at the end everybody said I'm not sure what this is okay and Sam Raimi wasn't happy with it because the studio wouldn't let him edit it they they had their own people do it so he wasn't even involved in the edit but Mm. um while while working on that he and Scott Spiegel started working on this idea for Evil Dead 2 now the idea for Evil Dead 2 involved like going to medieval times and also like had like uh At one point, there was a robbery, like some robbers came to the cabin to find buried treasure or something, whatever. But they they had written up this script, but Sam Raimi wanted to do other stuff. So he he was doing Crime Wave. Then, when Crime Wave kind of tanked, he was, you know, just needing to get any sort of work he could. And turns out that. Stephen King, who was a big fan of the first one, and he yeah. wrote up a real big, like, great review of it that kind of helped it get a bunch of
0: attention at Cannes. Yeah, he really championed the first yes. one, yeah.
1: Dino De Laurentiis went to Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel and wanted them to do an adaptation of Stephen King's Thinner. Thinner. Didn't didn't That
0: turned out great in theaters.
1: Well... <laughs> no, it didn't. They didn't want to do it. Sam Raimi was like, nah, I'm just not interested. All of this was happening, while at the same time, Raimi and producer Bob Tappert, they had this idea for Evil Dead 2, and basically Bob Tappert just decided to go ahead and announce it was going to happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is happening now? Yeah. Okay. Which kind of, you know, lit the fire. Um, and Stephen King called Dino De Laurentiis, who, you know, already knew Sam Raimi from the thinner discussion, and Stephen King had heard that they were having trouble finding funding for this Evil Dead Two idea, mm-hmm. and he's told Dino De Laurentiis he should fund it. And Dino De Laurentiis is like, "Okay, Stephen King's telling me was to was fund easy. this movie. Yeah, I'll do it." Uh, they wanted four million. He was only given, only able to give him three point six. Okay,
0: so this is a three point six budget.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, that sounds like, you know, 400000 is not a big deal, but they made the first movie for less than that. So, yeah. like, for Raimi, especially because it was, like, his third project, like, that's a huge budget.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: he's still not getting to do everything he wanted to do, but uh, he, he's got a lot to work with. If you see, there's a, a documentary that has... Uh, Robert Kurtzman, Howard Berger, and Greg Nicotero, who all three worked on this fucking movie.
0: the unholy trinity right there.
1: (laughs) All three worked on this movie, and weren't even top billed in the special effects department at that time. Like, this was early for them. Yeah, three legends. Yeah. Legends, They shot a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes footage, and having that bigger budget, and just having people trust him, you can see Sam Raimi and his element just making a fun movie like they're all having a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh he and Bruce Campbell like he he apparently this is just something I don't think we mentioned in Evil Dead 1 but it's something to know about anytime Sam Raimi has Bruce Campbell in something he's torturing Bruce Campbell cuz they <laughs> they've been friends since like 8th grade oh, so he really? loves torturing Bruce Campbell so that's awesome. Like, I mean, that's
0: exactly what you'd do if you were putting your friend yes, in a movie. Exactly. You'd be like, now let's put his face in the fucking mud.
1: Right. Exactly. You know? yeah. And yeah, when they're like pulling him through the forest, that was him hitting him with the branches. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. That was wondering because I was
0: watching that. I was like, man, he's getting fucking beat yeah. up.
1: Well, because like they're friends. So like Bruce will let him do it because he's like, well, I know Sam doesn't mean anything by it, but Sam's also doing it because he's like, this is funny. Yeah. Fuck with my friend. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. That's awesome.
1: Oh, one thing I did want to point out about the writing of this thing. That is so fucking crazy. So, Rami and Scott Spiegel wrote this while living in Silver Lake in LA, which is, uh, you know, hipster area. Yeah, hipster
0: mecca right now. Yeah,
1: but at that time was, and and even, you know, just maybe 10 years ago was kind of dilapidated, not great area of town. At the time, they were living (laughs) with the Cohen brothers, Francis McDormand. Oh, what? Kathy Bates and Holly Hunter.
0: They were living together. All these people were living together in Silver Lake. What in the fuck?
1: Yeah. They, uh, That's Holly, too much
0: talent in one house right there, man. Like, if, if, you know, if a black mold infestation busted out in that house. <laughs> oh, that would
1: have been the worst. Think of all oh, the amazing damn.
0: movies we would have lost, you know? <laughs> God, that's amazing it Like, is. Could you imagine the late so night cool. hangouts?
1: Seriously, yeah Oh man So apparently Bobby Joe in this is inspired by Holly
0: Hunter I can completely now see you can that see
1: it. Yeah, the moment somebody says Holly Hunter It's like, yeah, that's
0: Holly Hunter that's, yeah. yeah, Bobby Joe in this movie I, I, How I,
1: funny I guess they just probably couldn't afford
0: her at the time But that would have been awesome if she had played that Dude, I would have loved to have just been a fly on the wall And just hang yeah. out at that house Seriously Holy cow That would be so
1: cool so yeah like um this movie just sort of came together with uh scott spiegel who is was a comedy writer up to this point and so he brought his comedy to it mm. but then sam raimi who also wanted to throw in a bunch of three stooges gags basically and just really ham it up and, and they do they do and it but it's still like a good horror movie yeah like it's campy and and silly and whatnot but it's like there's also a decapitated body with a, a chainsaw chasing after him. Like,
0: that's that's amazing horror. Yeah, yeah. And there's other just amazing shit, like that big head that ends oh, yeah, up the, popping through the, the door. Yeah, the
1: manifestation the of the demon. Yeah. Yeah. That thing is crazy. And the big
0: tree hand the that reaches out and gets him. Hand. Amazing. So yeah. cool. And, you know, I think part of what keeps this movie kind of grounded with one foot in horror and one foot in just ridiculous silly comedy yeah that soundtrack makes uh-huh. you think it's a serious horror movie yeah. at all times yeah it, that's what keeps you in it. it it's
1: the the lighting and the soundtrack are constantly reminding you it's a horror movie yeah yeah like but if, if everything it, if it else is in, telling you no <laughs> right
0: yeah like if it like went into like you know ragtime piano or uh-huh. something silly it'd be like okay all right this is just this is just a silly movie got yeah. it yeah but the fact that the soundtrack is so ominous and eerie, and yeah. like it's orchestral and stuff, keeps you rooted in the idea that okay, I'm watching a scary movie. Mm-hmm. This guy's breaking plates over his own, own head because yeah. his hand is possessed by. <laughs> He's a fighting demon. his own hand. Yeah. yeah, but it makes all the silliness <laughs> seem more serious because that soundtrack is telling you to feel a certain way, but what you're seeing doesn't really match it, and it would be so easy for that to turn out badly.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, this could have easily been bad, but it, it's a cla- This is a classic. Most people think it's better than the original. I don't know that I agree. It's better. I think it's at least as good. Yeah, it's as good. I, I'm going to say, I don't know
0: that it's a better horror movie, but it's a better movie. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a more like enjoyable, fun watch. Yeah. It's not necessarily a better horror movie. True. Yeah, that's a good way to put it right there. And it's all on Bruce Campbell's shoulders.
1: All of it. Yeah. Like he's, he's, Pretty much alone for the first twenty-five minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah, which I mean, he's pretty much alone for the last hour of Evil Dead. Yeah, so it's
1: just the, a continuation of his tour de force of of acting of just being by himself and still being able to be amazing in every single scene.
0: And it's a it's the kind of thing where we've talked about how you know actors and directors and stuff like this are making choices. Yes, every bit along the way, it's like nothing you're seeing is really accidental or just stumbled upon. No. Like. These people have made choices that this character mm. should be portrayed this certain way and yeah. act this certain way. And the way that Bruce Campbell looks like a living character.
1: <laughs> he really does. And also like acts if you drew like a, a living character of him. It would just be him. Yeah, it'd be photorealistic.
0: <laughs> And then the way that he chooses to act and everything too is like it's not even objectively good. No, like from like a you know theater standpoint, like no. he's not. But it's
1: it's definitively him.
0: Yeah, like right. It's nobody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he. It's like he almost decided from day one, I'm going to be a cult status legend actor uh-huh. that some people really get,
1: and, and a lot of people do. I think. Yeah. I think he's like. I don't know because he he's he's been in some popular shows like he was in burn notice like pretty heavily mm-hmm. I've, I've never watched that show but people really like that yeah. show but he's also in more obscure stuff like adventures of briscoe county jr mm-hmm. then he'll make you know an appearance in sam raimi's spider-man movies but then he also does uh that elvis movie what was that oh, uh, Bubba, Bubba yeah. Like, yeah he's all over in like obscure and, and then like you know, very visible stuff. Let's get the
0: impression that he does what he fucking wants to do. <laughs> yes,
1: I feel like that too. I feel that's very true is that whatever he wants to do, he does it. And yeah. then if he doesn't want to do it, he's not
0: going to. He is amazing in this. He's so good. <laughs> Again, he is a Looney Tunes live action character. Uh-huh. The scenes where he starts, like, yeah, especially after his hand gets possessed <laughs> and he's fighting his own hand. And, like, realistically, on-screen portraying, it's, like, one man against his own hand. And he's in this kitchen, and the hand is, like... it's It's got a mind of its own, and he's grabbing plates and breaking them over his head and all yeah. that stuff and breaking bottles over his head. And I love that once he's knocked out cold, the hand, like, sees that... Uh, I think it's the chainsaw across yeah, the Yeah, and just
1: starts pulling him. Yeah. Across. That is so perfect.
0: Amazing. Yeah. It's so fantastic. And then they later on... They showed how
1: they did that, and it was um, basically the hand... Uh, they just had a, a a hole in the floor that was about you know six inches wide Yeah, and the one side of the floor was raised up a little so you couldn't see the other side and then oh. the person with the hand would just do this
0: that's awesome
1: Not like so simple but it looks so effective
0: yeah, yeah. and I love too like again this kind of goes back to the, the Looney Tunes thing that I keep talking about there's those scenes where like the hand is crawling around after he cuts the hand off and it's crawling around like behind the floorboards uh-huh. it flips
1: th- them off <laughs> yeah
0: and the floorboards have those big things that you always see in old school cartoons but i've never seen in real life yeah no the hole
1: uh, the mouse hole that's yeah. like he was gonna put a door there but forgot
0: <laughs> yeah like i've never once seen has that ever happened did mice used to carve holes through your fucking yeah. floorboards? mice used
1: to they used to be much more into construction Wow! Yeah, used to build elaborate houses back there. Well, that's
0: also when they were doing their their molding around the bottom of the floors out of a hard cheese instead of blood. yeah. That
1: probably didn't help. Like didn't contribute the parmesan molding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would taste delicious.
0: Yeah, and add an but earthy, nutty your, aroma to the your house. Like, yeah, only a mouse. You know what? You're really inviting a mouse in at that yeah, point. At that point, it's kind of on it's you. It's their fault. It's yeah. kind of on you. But dude, I love that they had that whole scene where there were all those mouse holes and it got its finger caught in a mouse trap. <laughs> it's so it's Tom and Jerry as it is, shit. It's Tom and, Jerry. and he's shooting at it with a gun uh-huh. and stuff and he blows that hole in the wall and that like uh-huh. blood geyser shoots out of the wall. He just says so many things to
1: like to his hand that are ridiculous. Oh, like, man.
0: And, the dude, the hand is going... Yeah, He's making noise. Like it's like, it where's talk. the noise coming from? <laughs> like, where's the, the mouth of the hand or the vocal cords of the hand that are making these sounds? It's so dumb and awesome.
1: Like, I, I don't know how to say... Like, how do you put together the words to describe... How he can perform against Himself that perfectly And still be that charming Who's he even charming he's charming Himself yeah and It's working yeah I'm Along for the ride he's so good Yeah I keep if I were Making a horror uh, Mount Rushmore I would Definitely consider putting his chin Right there in the middle (laughs) oh
0: dude Yeah uh, I think actually the Mount Rushmore Would be on his inverted Chin there you go yeah. It's so like
1: everyone just sits upon his chin. Yeah. yeah. So you
0: have like Robert England, and <laughs> right? There Kane Hodder, uh-huh. and, and fucking all these other guys carved onto Bruce Campbell's chin. <laughs> that is horror Mount Rushmore right there.
1: Yeah. This, I mean, because like we, we talked about it before this. There's not like some, normally we try to find. The metaphors and the, the deeper illusions and things that are yeah, going on yeah. What is it trying to say about society? This isn't trying to say anything, no. this movie's just trying to say, like, man, Bruce Campbell's awesome and look at these cool
0: effects we can do. Have a good time, <laughs>
1: have a good time. Like, to
0: me, that is what this movie feels like is have a good time, yeah. And as I was watching it, like, it really kind of reminds me of, you know, like, let's say, like, riding through something like the Haunted Mansion at Disney. Mm-hmm or like a, a scary roller coaster where you're you're laughing and then something jars you and scares you and you scream it, for a second and then you start laughing, laughing again. again yeah
1: you move back into the laughter
0: yeah it's this constant thing of like there's a lot of jump scares and mm-hmm. just silly shit in this movie but then you start laughing right afterwards cuz you realize how silly it was that you and got scared and then the about whole that. cabin starts laughing with you dude When the fucking lamp starts laughing.
1: That's what inspired it, actually. Um, What's his name? Scott Spiegel was like, they were just talking and um, I guess writing the stage or the the script. And he just started doing that with the lamp. Like, (laughs) and they thought
0: it was so funny. They put it in the movie. The laughing deer is freaky
1: as fuck. Oh my God. It's so weird. I love too that. Like it, like it's like laughing, laughing, laughing. And then it like dies down for a second
0: it just like goes right again up, yeah. yeah and I love when he's like he starts like kind of like bobbing with the lamp yes. up and down and then stops
1: <laughs> that's so much like like a steamboat willy oh of cartoon. dude yeah, yeah. yeah
0: that felt like a damn black and white Disney yeah. cartoon everything's bobbing and moving like the books are laughing yeah everything in the room
1: it's so perfect yeah. I like this movie they, there's not there's not like a ton to say There's not to, to talk say. about
0: really yeah it's like you said it doesn't mean anything it's just like have a fucking good time while you watch yeah. this
1: I I mean, there's cool stuff to point out, like the stuff about the Necronomicon. Yeah. Oh the, yeah, the
0: intro where it shows like the book floating yeah, and the that's illustrations cool. that's a cool and, animation stuff. and stuff. There's some stuff in there that's similar to William Blake paintings too, like the the Red Dragon uh-huh. painting. Yeah. I think there's some stuff in there that's kind of directly lifted from that.
1: The Necronomicon has more of a, a role. I mean, it has a role throughout the entirety of the Evil Dead series, yeah. but it's just like a book. You know, there's just other stuff that happens because of the book, but in uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, the book itself has like a role. Oh really? Yeah. So you get to learn more about it. This gives some cool background. I like, you know, that it's yeah, inked in human blood. They said that stuff though in the first one. Bound in human flesh, inked in human blood. They say it's like three thousand years old. That you know, pretty fucking old. Yeah, yeah. Puts it around a thousand BC. I mean
0: But now we also get to like meet the the archaeologist's family and yeah. stuff that discovered it and all that shit.
1: Well, and here's the thing. This isn't a sequel to Evil Dead. We know that because the people from the Evil Dead
0: aren't mentioned. True, yeah. The, I, the movie kind of has a extremely simplified version of the first movie that right. happens at at the intro of this. Yeah, the
1: intro is like 10 minutes of recap. Yeah. That basically just rewrites what happened in the first one and apparently now that's because they, they couldn't get the right yeah they did have them in the script they were gonna have everybody come back like and just a, do a
0: uh, friday the 13th style flashback right. of previously on
1: yeah but since they couldn't what it does with the continuity is something interesting to me and then maybe this is something uh a little bit deeper but it, it's it's definitely not intended um is that because there's the continuity messes up between evil dead one and two and then between evil dead two and army of darkness. It's almost like that. um, It says in this movie that the Necronomicon served as a passageway to the evil worlds beyond. It's almost like between each movie, he passes into an alternate universe. Oh, a little multiverse action, huh? Yeah. Like, he's in... The, and, and I think the comic books do something with this, because uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, actually... Is that what the comic's called? I don't know. Ash vs. the Evil Dead? I'm not sure. But the, the comic books actually initiated the Marvel Zombies thing. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was like... It, the Marvel Zombie virus came from the Ash vs. the Evil Dead universe, Sick. which is in Dark Horse comics, to Marvel. So, like, there is this, like long tradition of Evil Dead moving between universes. So I think that, like, what the movie sets up is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse actually does this. Hmm. Into the Spider-Verse does, each time you meet the new Spider-Man, they're like, all right, let's do this again. And then they tell their background. And then you go to the next Spider-Man. All right, let's do this again. And they tell their background. It's like each of the movies start with what happened before, but it's always slightly different it's always a little bit changed because that's cool each of the movies are made by different uh studios
0: awesome yeah so
1: they didn't have like access to all the things but it actually makes for a cool like universe hopping ash
0: yeah what's well, that this that thing we talked about about how a lot of times the consistency of Uh, mythology Mm -hmm. is not at all accurate like you have all kinds of conflicting stories and character traits but that's what makes it fun
1: is the inconsistency
0: and trying to make sense of it all Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's cool because like this movie starts off with you know Ash up at the cabin with his girlfriend and within five minutes he has decapitated her
1: yeah. It it, just, just real quick, and then it he's already riot. buried
0: her, and she's already getting out of the grave. Yeah. Like, immediately with yeah. the fucked up stuff happening. Yeah. It wastes zero time. And that grave dance scene. Yeah, that's like, stop motion, like, Ray House and shit. Yeah, did that, like, I immediately was like, Nightmare Before Christmas. I know! Dude, I did the same thing. I was like, this is Tim Burton as fuck yeah and like her head like rolls up to, mm-hmm. and she puts it on yes kind of dances around and stuff so oh, cool the
1: part where he throws her head and it goes rolling down and hits like rolls toward the camera they had to do that so many times to get it to roll oh, yeah? toward the camera because they actually were just throwing ahead they didn't have like a path so it was like going down a hill and they were like oh i hope it gets to there awesome it took him so many shots but anyway i was reminded of of tim burton but then 87 that means he just made like Peewee's Big Adventure, right? Like that came out. I don't know when that came 86. out. Eighty-six sure. or so?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: So, like, was it Who's an inspiration? Who? Yeah, yeah was it was an inspiration for him because he did make Frankenweenie, and Frankenweenie and Frank and was more like that. But it still, it was, it wasn't like the animated one that he made later. It, it had an actual dog and stuff, but it was hmm. black and white and more. I don't know. So like was he was he watching that and like, oh that's real cool.
0: I don't know. Or was it just like he watched a bunch of you know uh, Harry, Harry House and, and yeah. movies when he was a kid, like Jason and Argonauts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, I'm doing a horror movie, I want to do some of that stuff too. There's also prevalent stop motion in the first one as well. That's true. I forgot how much stop motion there is in this. Yeah. There's a lot.
1: There is a lot. The And it's the, awesome. The the mother in the the cellar. Yeah, Henrietta. Her, yeah. her face
0: Yeah, and the long neck that. thing and, and the all long like neck. Jazz
1: and she's making uh, like chimp noises
0: yeah for some reason monkey sounds I'm like okay what and the then fuck when her head
1: it? gets cut off it's like the sound of a balloon deflating <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny man they it's had, so awesome they, they were just having so much fun making this movie that they were
0: like I'm gonna put a balloon deflating here yeah sure okay, why sounds not sounds great <laughs> dude that scene where the, the headless corpse busts into the work shed with uh-huh. the chainsaw yeah is phenomenal Yes, it it's is amazing, and they and basically that's a just puppet. yeah, they made like a cast of uh-huh. I guess her torso. That's a
1: whole cast of the the, the actress's torso
0: on a puppet being a like marionette, kind marionette of thing, thing really? of the top
1: for the the chainsaw.
0: I figured that they were working it from underneath.
1: Well, the the puppet was being worked underneath, but the the arms were being like, oh, I see the,
0: um, the body part. Yeah, one was... guy was
1: holding the puppet up and was on like one of those sliding things you yeah. go under cars with, and they pushed him through the door. So it looked like she was running in. And then they had somebody up the top working the marionette arms.
0: But, you know, it's funny because that's one of those deals where that is so much cheaper and more practical. Well, than CG (laughs) or even back then making an animatronic of Uh it where it would be moving with all these servos and motors and shit like this. But at the same time, you know, if you can step back from the silliness for a second... It looks so wildly frantic, yeah, and like weirdly realistic, but not quite there. Mm-hmm. That, that is it's creepy. so effective, mm-hmm. dude. It's this headless corpse just freaking out on him, yeah, while the head, which the is, head is in a is vice, at him, he's it's laughing at him. him. Did you catch the Freddy Claw in the work shed? Oh, I didn't see it, but I I, I read about it. Yeah. I just didn't pay attention for it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Freddy Claw is like uh-huh. right above the door. Apparently, it's somewhere in the cellar as well. Like when yeah. he's looking for the missing pages. Yeah, because uh, apparently it's down there.
1: That's like the the they had the Hills Have Eyes poster in the basement on the first one, right? And then they were watching evil dead in nightmare on elm street yeah and then they were paying
0: back that with the claw and yeah, yeah. it's kind of this constant like Ramy craven dialogue that's cool yeah. going on which i think is really really yeah. really fucking cool we don't get a lot of that anymore it doesn't seem right like that yeah. cool like directors really talking to each other in the movies yeah, through their films yeah that's cool now they just tweeted each other yeah
1: <laughs> not <laughs> nearly just as like cool. i like your film
0: yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> So the special effects in this are great, and there are gallons upon gallons of blood. Oh, my God. And some of it's red... Some of it's green. Some of it's blue. Uh huh. There's some yellow blood they in there. They did that
1: to avoid getting an X rating. Yeah. Yeah. They they knew that if they if they changed up the blood color and also if they made like you know how when he cuts off his, his hand, like how silly it is? Yeah. They knew if they made it sillier and lighter that they could get away with that more. Right. Yeah. But at the
0: same time, dude, that scene where he's cutting it's, off his hand It's
1: very brutal.
0: Yeah, and he it's stabs like, himself in the yeah. hand and oh. And there's that one scene where, shit, I'm trying to remember if it's him sawing the head or if it's him sawing his hand off. But all it shows is the blood hitting his face. Mm-hmm. That's what he's sawing his hand so off. Sawing his uh-huh. hand off. Okay, so it doesn't really show it, but it just shows you the effect. Uh huh. And it's so effective. They do the same when when he
1: is sawing the head or sawing the body or whatever. Uh, the the blood. Go splattering, but it splatters onto the light bulb. Yeah, and it shows like the silhouette of him like yeah. chainsaw
0: that, and head it makes it, it
1: is it's so like effective and bloody without being gory.
0: And also, it's cheaper. It's way cheaper. Yeah, it's, I mean, like they probably bought a fifty cent squirt bottle to shoot then, blood, poof, corn yeah. syrup, blood in his face. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, apparently you know this is filmed in in like North Carolina.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, they they moved there because Dillarintis's
0: offices were in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. and they had. Bruce Campbell is just basically covered in corn syrup blood this entire <laughs> fucking movie. I mean, just like he was in the first one. You've been there. It's not fun. No, it is right. not fun. And apparently insects became a real problem. And yeah. he would just North spend Carolina, his days. And they were shooting in the summer. I mean, inside dude. Inside of a high school gym without air conditioning. A gym. gym.
1: So like inside of a building, inside a building built inside a building, like... How hot would that be? be? There's no there.
0: circulation whatsoever. Yeah. And you're
1: just covered in syrup. corn syrup.
0: And apparently, well, you know, and, and too, that's funny because when you think about the way the first one was made, where it happened to be filmed during like one of the coldest uh-huh. fucking winters, winters in history, uh-huh. where he said that like his shirt would shatter uh-huh. because it was frozen with that corn syrup on it. And then, you know, a couple years later, they do this other one where he's also covered in corn syrup all the time it's swelteringly hot and he's got swarms of flies and bugs around him all the time oh. there's flies all over him through the whole movie yeah. if you watch but he had it easy in comparison to ted ramey <laughs> <laughs> sam Raimi's brother ted Raimi, who is a national treasure
1: yeah he's a, he's great he's in a ton of stuff he's uh, he was in candy man
0: that, he?
1: that's the only movie we've covered with him in it other than Evil Dead I think. Is right? that
0: so? Yeah, yeah cuz he's in the intro. That's yeah. right. He's the guy in the intro. Dude, wait until we do fucking Intruder. God <laughs> damn it, dude. Slasher in a grocery store and he plays a prominent role. Yeah. And it's amazing. So I can't wait to do that one.
1: The the suit they made for him was the La- Henrietta suit. The Henrietta suit was latex rubber and to give it, you know, the the fullness that it had, yeah. they had bean bags. So, Sack of beans, huh? So he's... Uh, it's already hot. He's inside of a building built inside of a building. Ugh. Covered in latex. <laughs> and inside that latex is just bags beans. of beans. Ugh. They, they showed it in the behind-the-scenes footage I was talking about that uh, Greg Nicotero and this guy shot of them just pulling away the latex at his legs and just sweat oh, pouring I out. I saw it. Yeah. I saw
0: that. I saw a clip of that. They pull, like, his foot off of his leg uh-huh. and it is like, pouring fucking soup out of a label. Yeah. Like, the amount of sweat. And it was nasty because, like, I guess they had to, like, powder him down with, like, you know, talcum or, yeah. uh, um, um, Cornstarch or something to keep the latex from like adhering to his skin. Yeah. So it was just this like slurry Ugh. coming off of him, just swimming in that Yeah, suit. he said it was a nightmare. <laughs> so. I bet that it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. But that prosthetic looks so awesome. It really does.
1: It looks amazing. And they left a like sort of cellar hole at the crotch to yeah. give him some circulation. But it ends up having the effect of looking like an actual vagina, kind of. <laughs> (laughs) Like a a rock kind of vagina.
0: It's just like, oh, gross. Makes it worse. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of like blood spray and stuff. Like I said, there's that one where he he shoots the wall, and the wall like just shoots him with. It's like a damn yeah. fire hose and of blood. blood and it
1: changes colors yeah, too. It goes black, from, black,
0: yeah, it which goes is awesome. to black. Black. Yeah, goes from There's a lot of black blood in this. A lot of black and that green sick.
1: blood when he chops up the boyfriend guy.
0: Yeah, he's all full evil Ed. He's full of yeah. green blood. The blue a, blood comes out of the eye of the apple head face. Did you thing.
1: notice in his makeup that he had, like, sh- shark rows of teeth? I
0: noticed that this time. I had never noticed Such that before. Such a cool detail, yeah. man. You can kind of see it when he, like, bites her hair off and uh-huh. his head kind of goes back. That's so like comical, rose. too.
1: Biting hair and just being like... Well, blah, well, blah.
0: well, 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 Yeah, not what I was after. It's so good. Yeah, apparently they, they tried to do that to avoid getting, like, an NC-17. Still got an NC-17 rating.
1: Yeah, they did everything they could to avoid it, and still just um and and that's like a kiss of death basically mm. in America. I mean, this still did end up making money, uh, but not much.
0: One of my favorite effects is again the return of the ghost vision, which we had the ghost vision or demon vision or whatever in the uh-huh. first one where it shows like just a POV thing like running through the woods. Yeah, and they did it on that super ghetto homemade Steadicam, right? Which was just basically like a guy holding a two by four with a camera on, it. right? And in this one, the the demon vision or whatever you want to call it is so cool because there's a few shots where it'll like race through the woods and then like bust through the house. Yeah, it
1: breaks through the window. It breaks through those doors and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's like kicking the doors down. Mm-hmm. At one point, it breaks through like the back glass of the car. Yeah, I don't know how they filmed that.
1: They did talk about that in the the documentary really? I watched. Where they Are yeah, there they, cuts? they pulled it. They, they basically just pulled it through. They had a thing set up to sort of break the windows on both, and just pulled it through on a wire. What the hell? Yeah. That's
0: awesome! It is so really they really cool. did that.
1: They really broke those
0: windows. Yeah. I was figuring there was some kind of like cut that I wasn't seeing or something like that. You know? Yeah. I love whenever it chases them through the walls of the house. Yeah. When it's chasing him, how many doors are in that cabin? He <laughs> goes through so many doors. <laughs> it really does. Now it's that I so think about it, cabin and it's, it's just beating just the shit doors. out of thing, man. <laughs> yeah, and like he's knocking him down, and the fucking demon the thing is knocking, knocking him down. Him down. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. But again, even like the whole like being chased through the walls is like very mm. Looney Tunes.
1: They're like him running from it. Like he just hides from a demon. It does, yeah. And then <laughs> oh, it kind of scamps. From- and then, and then the it kind of de- fucks off. The demon's like, what the- where did he it go? It looks
0: around like, where? And then it just fucks off after that.
1: <laughs> okay. Like, you
0: scamp. Yeah. It's so ridiculous, man. It's so ridiculous. And it's interesting too to see that that the ash that we get in this is so different. Oh yeah, than the ash in the first one. Like Bruce Campbell in the first one is a lot more, especially towards the first first parts of the movie. Yeah. He's a lot more of a scaredy cat mm-hmm. and like squeamish and stuff yeah. like that.
1: I, I was gonna say I think that they really developed the ash character while it was Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell just finishing the movie. I think they really caught on to what he was supposed to be. Yep. So it was a good thing. Actually, I feel like that they basically had to remake the first movie for this movie because what it does is you get to reintroduce Ash and be like, this is who Ash is. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, we're figuring out who Ash is. Like, you know who he is from the beginning.
0: Right. And they hid so much funny stuff in here too. Like, if you're watching close, and some of it's not like that, really hidden, I guess. But like after he hides his like severed hand under that trash can, he mm-hmm. puts the book A Farewell to Arms on top of it, <laughs> yes, which is does. so dumb, dude. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's a
1: wonderfully dumb joke. Yeah.
0: But then there's other like little things that I noticed this time through that I hadn't really caught before. So you remember he gives his um, his girlfriend that like necklace, right? Uh huh. And later on in the movie, when he's evil Ash, which by the way. I love that he spends like half of the movie as a fucking deadite. Yeah, as a zombie.
1: Oh, and by the way, the the white eye thing. Yeah, that's so cool. They the way they did that was they had two pieces of plastic and a, a tiny tube of milk.
0: Oh, like squeak. when he transforms and it shows yeah. it. Really? Yeah.
1: That's milk. I heard so that those,
0: those contact lenses were just the whiteout, like they couldn't see anything. Yeah. They just basically had yeah, to do it blind. Yeah, those old school
1: whiteout contact lenses. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I can't imagine, and they hurt too Cause oh, God, it was like your whole eye Like yeah. up and, ugh
0: They redid a lot of things from the first movie They did They and, and again, that's where it's like, is it a remake or not? Yeah, it's not It's
1: I mean, it's just like the More, re, the 2013 Evil Dead Like, that's not A remake so much It's, but it's not Like a continuation of the story we know Mm-mm. But at the end, we see Ash, and he says groovy yeah, that's that furthers my argument that each of these is like an alternate universe. Like the book is is pulling him through universes and in each of these, it, it's a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. in, in one, he, he was with his girlfriend, and his sister and, uh, you know, a, a boyfriend and her and, and the girlfriend or whatever. And the next is just him and his girlfriend then you know, at the end of this, the knights he saves them from a deadite, and they like start to worship him or whatever. But then the beginning of Army of Darkness is him taken prisoner by those same knights. So it's it's like each one hops into a different sort of timeline where something different has happened. It's al- and it's almost like the 2013 Evil Dead is Ash and those guys never even went up there, and then this these
0: other kids go up there and find the stuff. Yeah, the Evil Dead multiverse is pretty uh-huh. fascinating when you look at it that way yeah man i'm I'm so behind i gotta watch ash versus the evil dead check it out it's I haven't a not seen show. fucking army of darkness what yeah, is the matter really with you really need me? to watch army of darkness
1: and look for all the lord of the rings stuff I, I yeah it's there's so much two towers stuff there's there's a scene where people are like you have my
0: bow I but, mean, dude, it's on the nose.
1: Well, the thing is, it's on the nose when you know the Peter Jackson movies. But Peter Jackson was actually duplicating what was in Evil
0: Dead. Well, here's the funny thing about this. And and maybe you can Google this while while I'm talking about this. When did Dead Alive come out?
1: Oh, 85? Uh, well, actually, that might have been 88. That may have been later 80s than I even think.
0: Because the thing about this movie is, and as I was watching it, I just kept thinking that this this so feels like a Kiwi movie uh huh like this has that Dead Alive Dead was 92 92 so
1: yeah Peter Pe- Jackson so he was really taking a ton of his inspiration from Sam Raimi
0: yeah so it's like did Sam Raimi kind of invent that Kiwi horror humor maybe because, yeah, because all of those
1: movies do kind of take on Evil Dead, especially Evil Dead 2 elements.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Dead Alive is very, yes. very similar in tone to yeah. Evil Dead 2. It's like more over the top. Well, yeah, but it's still similar. But that Kiwi humor thing is just something that is, uh, uh, as we talked about before, it is its own distinct flavor. Uh-huh. I is. love it. I, I love think it, It's too. fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Where it kind of like loves being disgusting, but also kind of un, um, I don't know, unenthusiastic acting wise. Like, no big reactions. Everything's
1: unassuming. Everything. Unassuming, yeah. 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 Everything is just. Yeah, I I would say even toned down, but that toning it down just works so perfectly with outrageous shit happening. The outrageous shit that's going on. Like
0: what we do in The Shadows. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. So I feel like this movie really must have struck a chord with New Zealand yeah. and I don't know or where that very started. Or at least with
1: New Zealand creatives. They right, were yeah. like, yeah, I want to I want that. Cuz yeah, Peter Jackson was so much inspired by this like some of the stuff from Lord of the Rings that's in Army of Darkness is from the books, but then Peter Jackson like duplicated what was done in Army of Darkness and it's so perfect. Wow. It, I mean it works so great when you see it in it's a lot of it's two towers like he really took a lot of two towers especially the battle of helms deep from army of darkness okay but um you 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 will really see like very specific things even like you know how when all the urukai are outside the 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 keep and they're just standing there and nothing has happened yet and it sort of pans across them and one of them goes ah Oh, yeah, yeah. That's from Army of Darkness. Like, Like, directly. Exactly. Directly. Except they're skeletons instead of Rukai. It's cool. It has to be. You gotta
0: watch Army of Darkness. It has to be on purpose. Yeah, oh, sure. It definitely is. I love this movie, dude. I do, too. It's uh, awesome. Like I said, it's like, there's really not a ton to say about it. There's not a ton to, like, critique or interpret or anything like that. Like, I feel like kind of everything is what it needed to be in this. It's... Super fast. Yes, it is. It's short. It's like an hour twenty five.
1: Uh, there's a lot of little like quick story in there, like the the review of everything that happened in the first. Mm. Changed slightly. The, also, we got the the daughter of the archaeologist showing up with her boyfriend. Then the two other people that help him get there. Yeah, and then her boyfriend dies almost immediately, and then like off goes uh, the the other girl into the woods. She's dead, and then uh. <laughs> she accidentally stabs the the tow truck driver like all of that happens real quick mm-hmm.
0: and then you're right there at the end of the movie just the two of them left and then the demon which i love that like she's still not really convinced that he's not a demon and is still like going oh. after him with the axe and stuff <laughs> he's like i told so you i'm per- fine it's
1: so perfect he's leaned up against the wall just having a breath and then the axe just <laughs>
0: right beside his head <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in this just kind of, like, I think knew what the end product needed to be, Uh especially Bruce Campbell. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody but him in this. I really, really, really can't. And like I said, the special effects are still awesome. And even when they're not awesome, like, I mean, obviously when you see stop motion. Yeah. You know it's an effect. I mean, there is no hiding that. Or the
1: dead-eyed at the very end. Like, it. It looks good from afar, but then as it gets closer, you can tell it's just this clay figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: very much so. But even at that, it's just like it feels so much like. You know jason the argonauts and shit uh-huh. like that that even still it's kind of appealing you want to buy into it you're like yeah. i know
1: it's claymation but it's cool it looks really cool yeah
0: exactly and i don't think this movie is trying to like pull a fast one over on you and be like hey i bet you never noticed this is a special effect i bet you thought we had a, a flying wing demon
1: but we didn't
0: what well, we did it was a special effect. we tried to get goofed one you. She, we wouldn't goofed
1: take, you. she wouldn't take the job
0: yeah like this movie is just very much, kind of like we said about Planet Terror, it's just celebrating being a movie, and it's fun.
1: I'm real glad, though, that at the end of Grime a here, we got to do Planet Terror and Evil Dead, because yeah. we started out with, what was the first one? Oh my gosh. We had Mother second week, but... Yeah, second week, mo- which isn't really a grimy movie, but no, it's Mother's Day. No, but it movie. was fun. So, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and Frontiers, like, House of a Thousand Corpses has its fun moments or whatever, yeah. but it's kind of a slog, and really Frontiers good. is just a pure and punisher. honestly mother i mean which is a good movie hard to watch though also kind of punisher time, yeah it really is it is planet terror and evil dead 2 back to back this has
0: been a blast uh, like, that's I, a twofer right there for real that's what they call it twofer. just that, that, some if somebody was
1: playing that like double feature that'd be a fun fun watch i'd be way on board with yeah. that right there
0: it's a great movie. I'll watch it a million more times, man. You got oh, any final sure. thoughts and a rating on this motherfucker?
1: Um, yeah. Final thoughts. It's awesome, yeah. and um, our ratings are meaningless. And I'm basically <laughs> just pulling a number out of my
0: ass. Nine and a half. Nine and a half, or, <laughs> uh, you know, I I really I can't argue with it all. Like it's fast. It doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's silly. It's gory. Yeah. It is uh scary at times. It's jump scary at least. Yeah. You know, but like I said, the way that that horror movie soundtrack seems to be unaware of the movie that it's in, <laughs> like that. That at the same time makes it more of a legit horror movie, and also makes it funnier at the same it time. It does, yeah. I can't explain it, but it's no, it's it's, it's that great. thing. It's
1: just that thing where like you're being like you're starting to crack up but people are telling you the situation is serious but the fact that it's serious is making you laugh more because you're right. like i shouldn't be laughing but yeah, i dude. am laughing you're, you're
0: getting the giggles yeah it's just like that it's great man i love it uh, i think that everybody knew exactly what it was needed to be and i think that it turned out probably exactly like they envisioned mm-hmm. you know and i'm sure it was a blast to work on great special effects great soundtrack Yeah, if you don't like this movie, you're probably just not fun. You're probably not a good hang. That's true. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're probably way too uptight to be a good person. Love it. I'm going to toss this thing a niner.
1: Boom! It's a
0: good-ass movie, y'all. It is. Y'all better be seeing it. Guess what we're doing next week, Ben? I think that we're checking into camp. I got my sunblock packed. Uh Uh-huh. I got myself my short shorts. I'm going to
1: put some zinc oxide on my nose.
0: Yep. I Mm -hmm. got to put zinc oxide on my nose. And I'm trying to remember... If I packed myself a bag of potato chips... <gasps> did you? Oh, I believe I remember I did. Yes, a whole bag. A whole bag. The sequel to Sleepaway Camp. Starring yes, yes, Bruce yes. Springsteen's sister. Yes, yes, yes. Sleepaway Camp Two. I am excited. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp. We covered that last year, uh-huh. which is I one of our better episodes, honestly. Yeah. There's some great discussion. Yeah. In, in this that episode. one,
1: probably have less of that.
0: Yeah, it's a less deep I, movie.
1: Actually, for about four weeks in a row, we're gonna we're gonna be doing sequels. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we just did one, Evil Dead Two, and then we got Sleepaway Camp Two, and then we got a couple more coming up. They're all fun. Yeah, I, I'm on board. I really love this Sleepaway Camp Two, even though it's nothing like the original.
0: Mm-hmm. It's such a fun movie. I think I've only seen it one time. All right. Well, I think after my extremely traumatic viewing of Sleepaway Camp that I had, <laughs> you watched Sleepaway Camp Two. Yeah, and I recall being, I think, a little underwhelmed because. Yeah. Because you're expecting a follow-up to that. Yeah, like after you've been blown away by Sleepaway Camp, it's Uh, like there's really nothing that can follow that exactly. (laughs) So I think I went to it like expecting for that to happen again, so I didn't appreciate it as much as I probably should have. So I look forward to watching this again and just being like, oh, hopefully it's just a fun camp slasher. Hmm? I love me a camp slasher. It's some OG
1: meta horror, and I'll
0: talk about whether... Just how influential it was in metal meta-horror, for okay. sure. Okay, mm. all right. We'll I look forward to getting into that next week. You guys be sure to tune in for that. Rate and review on iTunes. Holy fucking shit. It helps us out <laughs> more than you know. It does. Keep them reviews piling in. Y'all really helps us show up and spread the word. And also, if you guys got friends that enjoy a horror movie, be sure to tell them about this show. podcast. And mm. it's a word-of-mouth business, you guys. It's not the kind of thing where we're buying billboards in the hollywood hills or anything like we're that not yet no it's it well that's where yeah, i live yet. though i do live inside of a billboard in the hollywood hills right but not our billboard no not our a billboard, just a billboard. right right so you guys be sure to spread the word you know share it on social media facebook or just drop a a, a buddy a tip and tell them hey mm-hmm. y'all ought to check out that dead and lovely horror movie podcast show dragon langley it'll get good do you Maybe you tell them like that. Steve, where can they follow us on the internet and give us their money?
1: Well, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Dead Lovely Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast Ooh. Group. You can also find us on Patreon, pa- patreon.com forward slash Dead and Lovely.
0: Give us your money.
1: We'll take it for sure. If you just want to give us a, some money just out of the goodness of your heart and don't want to dedicate to giving us something every month, You can send us money on PayPal, paypal.me slash lovely. You can also find us just out and about. If you see us, say hey.
0: Slap my hand. Slap it five. Slap it. Slap it five times. Thank you guys so much for all the support. Uh, The Patreon has been going really, really well so far. We really do appreciate that very much. Beer don't grow on trees, y'all. It doesn't. And if it did, though, oh, can you imagine? Man. I'd have a beer tree. There's a lake of a
1: stew and a whiskey too. You can paddle all around it in a oh, big the big canoe and mountain. a big rock candy mountain. Oh, the big
0: rock candy mountain! The big rock candy mountain makes me want to watch your brother fall right down. Oh, Most be. things do, though. Yeah, honestly, true. I met somebody the other day who's only seen it once. <sighs> I'm like, why?
1: Did, were they Just barred once? from seeing it again?
0: <laughs> it might have been Was bad. that it? Yeah. They
1: watched it and then they were like, all right, you fucking Yankee, you can't watch it again. You
0: lost your chance, Yankee. Why
1: don't you go be a carpetbagger? Yeah. Love you. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for listening. You guys have been great. We've been dread and luckble. Bye bye. We'll eat your soul or something. I'll eat your soul, Daddy.
1: We'll eat your souls. Dead by dog.
0: Have I seen Hey Dude since I've been an adult? Yeah. No. I've thought about it many times, though. It was shot, like, soap opera style, but also
1: outside in California, so it was so bright all the time. I don't remember what it was about at all. They were no, in a dude not ranch. a single thing.
0: But I do remember, hey, dude. Yeah, that's all
1: I remember about it. Was yeah. I mean, because that was the coolest part. It's kind of the opposite of a salute your
0: shorts, which I remember (laughs) very much stuff about. Salute your shorts was awesome.
1: Budnick was like the redheaded punk dude, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and then his friend was donkey teeth, donkey lips, (laughs) donkey lips. Yeah, dude. And there was Sponge. I actually I remember in the MySpace days, Donkey Lips was on MySpace. Was he really? Yes, I remember. Oh. Like I think it was near the end of the MySpace days,
0: finding Donkey Lips on MySpace and be like, "Do what?" Remember how they were constantly threatening something called the Awful Waffle? Yeah, and it was never really never revealed sure what, what that it was. was. Yeah, uh, I always really enjoyed that because it'd be like, "I'll go get the tennis racket," and you're like. What, what is involved? One time, somebody I think said something about getting some syrup. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I'm not sure what sort of somebody, deviant act yeah, can be performed with those objects. He's
1: about to get spanked with a tennis racket, and then I don't know,
0: have have the salad, salad tossed. Toss, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> In some people's opinion, the waffle might not be so awful. Oh, that's true.